Welcome to the Uncommonly Made Podcast, where we bring people together to create connections and build relationships. Thank you for tuning in to the Uncommonly Made Podcast today. My name is Carrie, and I am your host. Today, I bring you my friend Kyle Versell. He is a personal trainer, and I consider him to be a mind- mindfulness expert. He uses wellness as a vehicle to live a healthier and more authentic and soulful life. Kyle's background is in collegiate sports. He was a baseball player. He's a triathlete, an Ironman. He's a personal trainer. He's worked with athletes, and he is a certified health and wellness coach. We have the pleasure of working together in our day-to-day job function, and it's really been a pleasure to be inspired by the work that he does in coaching clients and teaching us also a lot of really great mindfulness practices as a team. So as a coworker, he's been super um, influential in my overall well-being. So I wanted to bring some of the strengths that he embodies to this podcast and hopefully offer you some tools and perhaps some inspiration around adopting a more mindful lifestyle and really just to live your best, most authentic self. So stay tuned for Kyle. All right, we are recording. Hi, Kyle. Thank you for joining me today. Hi, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to get this conversation going. Um, You're on my top list of interviewees when I considered a podcast because I'm just so excited for you to share with anybody who listens about the wonderful knowledge that you bring to the table. So, Well, I am humbled. I am, uh, of course, grateful anytime I get to have these kind of conversations with you and I know your background and how inspirational and influential you are to just myself and the others. So um, just super thrilled to have this conversation. Sweet. Well, if you're at all like me, then I imagine that you want to connect with other people. You like to have conversations and laugh a lot and perhaps go deep. So if you know me, then you know that I really like to dive straight into the deep end. Mm -hmm. So I would love it if you could share with me a little bit more about your background and what kind of brought you into the health and wellness space, going back as far as you'd like to go back, and then we'll kind of go from there. Yeah. Well, first off, I always think that's a good formula is to go deep, go right into it and just have some laughs while we're at it. So uh, we'll flow smoothly. Um, as deep as we want to go and as far back as we want to go. So growing up, you know, I've always been an athlete. I had this dream of playing college baseball or just some sort of college athletics, really. And, you know, I like really put all my soul into that, right? That's where all my energy and attention went. And then my sophomore year of college is when I eventually decided to walk on and take the opportunity to play college baseball. And then from there, um, fall, it was during the fall before actual real season. And I'm playing the best baseball that I've ever played in my life. Um, Things are going really good. I'm at a junior college and I'm just seeing the ball. I'm really just clicking on all cylinders. And then I ended up having a blood clot and I had all these fun little surgeries. I had to get a rib removed. And from there, that was just kind of a big, like almost identity crisis for myself because I'm 20 years old. I've never even went on a date before. I never kissed a girl. Everything was involved around athletics and being quote unquote successful with that. 
Um, so having that surgery and then having six months being on blood thinners, not really being able to work out or anything, I really had to do some soul searching from there. And, you know, I went through just some really deep, dark stages of depression with that. Um, but on the other side of that, I kind of had that post-traumatic growth and that really connected me with not only just, you know, how we can use the body and wellness, um, on the physical side to just connect with ourselves, but really the mental aspect of things and just how I got involved with the meditation, uh, mindfulness, community, gratitude, all those different little cylinders that you and I know so well with that wellness wheel. Um, yeah. So that is one of the one of the big ones that end up sparking this journey. Well, that's pretty impactful. I know that um, sports in general, high school collegiate sports are all consuming for any athlete. And when there's an injury that can really be soul crushing. So, wow. I don't think I knew that part of your story. I'm really grateful that you shared it here today. So I appreciate that. Um, I would love to hear a little bit more about that process of kind of coming into yourself. One of the questions that I really wanted to ask you is what one of your biggest challenges was that you've had to overcome in your life. And I, maybe that's it. Um, I don't know if there's if, if there's anything that, that tops that at this point, it sounds like that's pretty pivotal, but I would love to hear if you don't mind spending more time there about during that time, finding out that, you know, you had to go through this major challenge with your, with your body. How did that impact your, I don't know, just kind of the path that you thought you were on. You thought you were going one direction. Your trajectory was this way. And then immediate breaks have to shift somewhere else. But was your life threatened at that point too? And tell me more about that experience. Yeah, good question. So, you know, and going up to that point, I never knew what depression was really. I never knew what anxiety was. Doctors would mention it. Parents, teachers, they would mention it. They would ask me if I have it. And like during that present moment, I would just be in a good mood. So I thought that it was all related to mood. And I'd just be, oh, I'm fine today. What's your problem? <laughs> Can't you see I'm smiling? Um, but, you know, most of my life, I've always struggled with those types of things. And it was even to the point when I was in college and before the injury in baseball, um, they would even get to the point to where I would just lock myself in the closet at night and just sleep there if I did sleep at all. So this was like a really just dark time for me. And then once baseball got stripped away, then it's like, okay, you have no distractions. You have nothing left but to just focus on yourself. <laughs> now you're just alone with your thoughts. Um, you're alone with your body, those uncomfortable emotions. And from that, you know, I was really lucky to, the next year I knew I was going off to university and I just had that clicking moment to where I need to change my life or it's not going to be very good. And I came across a book called A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. And that talked a lot about just our ego and how much our thoughts um, can really just distort our beingness and how important mindfulness is and staying in the present moment. And that was the one that really just kind of took things to the next level for me, because that's almost like a cognitive behavioral therapy approach, right? Mm -hmm. um, I was just so clouded with um, just my thoughts and in my head so much. So those little practices over time really just helped pull me out of that rut. Well, 
Yeah, that book, from what I understand, has a big impact on a lot of people. And you were mm-hmm. open at that time to receive it and hear it. Did you come across the book on your own or was there someone who introduced that to you? No, I, I came across it on my own, actually. And that's the part where I think it's it's funny how life works like that. Um, I've read a couple books before that I always hated reading, maybe those couple I spy books in like fourth grade, but <laughs> you're going to pay me to read or study anything growing up. And now I can't get enough of books and, and learning, but yeah, this is what I think it was maybe one of those on the Amazon list that say, Hey, you should read this. So just kind of, a took a stab in the dark and there we go. It was a wrap from there. Nice. So as you were growing up, did you have a spiritual influence in your story? Did you did you grow up having any particular belief systems? Yeah. Um, so, yes, I think we could focus on some of the negative ones, almost like a lot of the limiting belief ones. Um, you know, we could talk about a days for that. So kind of both sides to, of course, those beliefs helped with uh, kind of the thoughts, the not so happy thoughts. Um, but on the other side of that, I had a really good role model in my life. My dad is an amazing just person. He's always super positive and he's one of the most genuine and caring people on this planet that I know. So I feel like from that, I've always just had a natural belief and seeing the goodness within people and just like a really natural and genuine appreciation and just gratitude for people in my life. So with all everything that I've done, you know, from when I was a little kid up until now, it's always been like the key component that's helped me pull myself out of it is just having great people. Um, So I've always just believed it's kind of a silly belief that I have the best people in my life. And I actually have a book by my bed that's kind of my belief system book. And that's the number one belief on top of it is that I have the best people in my life. Um, so that has been a really powerful one. And the second one to which I think you can really relate to is actually another quote from the alchemist. And that's when you want something, the universe conspires in helping you achieve it. And that's one I know you and I have kind of kicked it back and forth a little bit about manifesting and just how um, really the universe sends good things your way when you almost produce that energy and have that belief within yourself. So those have been two of the most powerful beliefs that I've held to this date. Yeah, hold on to those. That's some incredible um, encouragement. I love the bedside, having that list right there next to your bedside. So every day that you can wake up and, and see and have it in your immediate sphere, even if you aren't necessarily looking at it, it's there. It's in your energy field daily. Yeah, constantly. for sure. Do you uh, have the same thing? Do you have like a gold book or anything that you keep on you? So I have more auditory experiences. I listen to things, hence the podcast and communication with others, I think. Um, (laughs) But I do have little signs all over the place. In fact, on my table that I have a straight direct shot of looking at right this minute and next to my work desk and all the time, it's cultivate a good life. Mm -hmm. And that can apply in pretty much any situation. If I start to feel like I'm struggling, I can look right there and just have that as my reminder but the alchemist is sitting on my desk right now. Um, nice. Yeah, I have a lot of things that are in my sphere to regularly point me back in the right direction when I yeah. start to feel off track. <laughs> I love so it that. sounds like your dad was a really inspiring piece of your story that's um, helped to shape you to be who you are. And, and that book obviously was no accident coming into your world when yeah. you needed it to. 
So you were um, an, an athlete and then you had a major medical change that mm-hmm. shifted you in a different direction. Next, what what was your path prior to that as far as like collegiate learning and a plan for what you were going to do with your future? And then where did that take you to get you into being a personal trainer and a health coach? Yeah. So, and I may want to make one more comment about the, the um, surgery. You know, I got a rib taken out and I just thought of it, you know, they didn't let me keep the rib, which I thought kind of, you know, if you're going to pull something out of my body, you should let me keep it, put it in a jar or something. But that's the conversation for a different day. I, maybe we'll get the doctors <laughs> to listen to this. Um, so you don't have a rib hanging on your wall, like a deer head, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, no, but I never thought about it hanging on the head. Maybe I'll, I can get one of those, uh, like a taxidermy to rep- replicate it or something. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, that put that on my birthday list. That's right. Um, I'll tell your dad, <laughs> please. So yeah, you know, before that, um, it was just kind of, I didn't really have a clear vision. I had a, I wanted to be an athletic director. I knew that I wanted to influence people and just connect with them and really help them um, live to their fullest potential. And I really value just the culture around things. So when I was in college, I was a sport administration major. I had some really amazing jobs. That's why um, down in Tennessee, I worked with Cal Ripken at his facility. Mm-hmm. Um, some really cool ones watching Lamar Jackson. I was there on the field with them um, when he was the Heisman Trophy winner, working the facilities there. So I've been super grateful to have some awesome opportunities, but I realized, you know, that wasn't the path that I wanted to take. And that all comes back to that philosophy of um, just living a heartfelt life. I mean, it was cool. I was quote unquote successful Mm -hmm. and I had some really amazing opportunities and things that people would kill for. And I just wasn't happy. And luckily with my major, I had to choose a minor, which was health coaching. And then I had no idea what the heck that was. And I had just the most amazing mentor in the world, Paula Comer. And she is um, kind of in charge of the wellness program down at Louisville. But anyway, she was just super inspirational. And as soon as I got involved with this, I was like, okay, now it all makes sense. It all comes together. I can talk to people. I can use wellness. I can inspire them. Um, I can help pull that out of themselves. So it's just another kind of example of how the universe looks out for you. It was um, nothing that I planned for, nothing that I intentionally um, directed myself towards, but it just really happened to work out that way. That's incredible. And clearly you were open to receive that message that you needed to receive. And you had the clarity to be able to understand that your path shifted. And this is a really great way that I can be of service to others. Yeah, definitely. So do you have a motto or a life um, mission that you've adopted over the years? (laughs) Well, if we look at, um, I have plenty, Kiri. <laughs> so, I, um, so one story, is it okay for me to share um, kind of another thing as far as the college days and a fun little story oh, that I think could put the Go down whichever road you want to go down. The floor <laughs> is yours. So there is one thing that I've always just truly valued, um, and that is staying true to your values. So tre- staying true to yourself And I think that's when we talk about acting from that heart space, acting from the soul, that is what that's about. You know, this making decisions based off maybe not so much what our thinking mind says and trying to conceptualize, okay, what's the best strategic choice for me? 
but to follow your heart and then things work out from there. So my 21st birthday, I was at my internship down in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and my parents came down to visit me. This is the first time they came to visit. And up until this life, up until that point in my life, I've never once drank alcohol. It's just for a lot of reasons, I never valued it. And I didn't want to do it, have anything to do with it. Um, so on my 21st birthday, my parents came to visit me. And we had the choice of either going out on a hike together with them, with my family, or they're really cool. They're just happy to be down there. They gave me some money. They're like, hey, it's your 21st birthday. Go out, take your friends out, have a drink or whatever. Do what you want to do. So I was kind of left with two choices there. And um, I was, I was torn, but all up until this summer, I think I had two weeks left of this internship. I wanted to see a bear so freaking bad. <laughs> like that was like my one thing aside from the internship, every, like every family that came into the facility, they'd talk about how they were only there for a day and they saw like five bear and the bear would come up to their cabin. So I just had like this visualization in my head of, you know, going on a hike, seeing a bear, and then. I'm almost like five feet away from it. So I'm like super close to it, but it doesn't touch me. I don't harm it and it doesn't harm me. It's just a cool experience. So I'm like, I have to do something, you know, like go out on more hikes to try to put myself in position to see that. Um, so anyway, long story short, I ended up choosing, um, acting for my values. So I ended up choosing to go on a hike with my parents instead of going out to have a couple of drinks with my friends. And Kira, you know how Gatlinburg is. There are just millions of beautiful hikes, beautiful scenery out there. And I panicked last second and I could not have chosen like the worst, most rundown trail in all of Tennessee. <laughs> it was so bad. It looked like nobody has been there for years. We were probably a mile and a half in and we were supposed to see the waterfall like a mile ago and nothing happened. Um, we were like, okay, one more turn and we're turning around. Anyway, long story short, um, we get, we cross that little corner and we're like, okay, let's turn around. And we hear a whole bunch of crashing from probably 50 yards away. And right then and there, I knew it was a bear. <laughs> and you know how, um, you know, a lot of the bears in Tennessee, like they're pretty used to people. They're not really going to get in their space. Well, this one, just as my vision planned out, started running at us. And eventually I'm like, okay, this is getting a lot closer than usual. And it probably got 10 yards away from us. And so I stood up, I had a rocks in my hand, I was throwing rocks to the bear. And it just seemed honestly like <laughs> it was gonna attack us. Um, so my mom passed out, um, the bear ended up going up the mountain to where we had to cross again. And it was just a full on disaster. But <laughs> once we were back in the car, we all made it back safe. It was just like the coolest thing because I'm like, look, I could have easily went out to the bar that night, had drinks with my friends, but literally al almost exactly how I envisioned it in my head for um, the whole summer, that's how it played out. So, Wow. <laughs> Talk about the power of manifestation. And you threw rocks at a bear. <laughs> I did throw rocks at a bear, and I feel bad about it. We're not encouraging <laughs> uh, rock throwing here, but survival 101, right? What are the, what are the signs say? about not approaching a bear. I remember being out out west somewhere and it was, you know, what to do when you see a mountain lion or something. But what are you supposed to do when you see a bear? 
Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. I think you're supposed to stand up, stand tall, and get tall. Um, kind of throw your arms up in the air, make yourself seem really big, yell at it. Um, you're not supposed to run, and you're not supposed to like you know go away to seem like you're a um, prey. <laughs> and almost, um, my parents did exactly what you weren't, weren't supposed to do. I'm sitting there like yelling at it, and I look around, I look behind me, and they were out. <laughs> They were like, they were already like halfway up the mountain and I love them to death. So that's like kind of the ongoing joke among the family is that's the day that I became the man is I was sitting there ready to fight the bear and my dad and my mom, they're like, Hey Kyle, good luck. We love you. We understand, like do what you have to do. Um, we hope we see you again. <laughs> so not only have you lost a rib, but you fought a bear for your parents and they left you in the dust. When you say it like that, yeah, I am a, I'm a bear fighter. <laughs> You're a bear fighter. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Is this why you have bears all through your office? Don't you have bear, a family of bears in your office? <laughs> yes, I really, yes, it's the bear cave. Um, yeah, that's exactly why. It just, it really kind of reminds me, just like you mentioned with having your triggers around you, um, you have the uh, cultivation quote kind of in your, in your surroundings. And it's the same for me. I kind of have those little visualization reminders around my desk and in my room. <laughs> yeah, it's important. I love your grass wall. Thank bringing you. the earth inside. Yeah, got to. Got to. <laughs> thank you. Oh my gosh, that story is so fun. The 21st birthday extravaganza. Mm-hmm. And that it's was only bit, like last year, right? A couple years ago. A couple years ago. Um, but it's just cool. It's kind of unique, you know, compared to most people's 21st for their blackout. And I have nothing wrong with that. Um, if that's you know that's fun, do your thing. I love to be around my friends and having that env- environment, but. Um, you know, you just have to really make time for, put yourself in position for the things that you enjoy and some of the fun things in life. So there are more options out there. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a really important message that it's okay to live in your own truth and not mm-hmm. necessarily do what society says you're supposed to, because that's what everybody else is doing, but really yeah. being able to know who you are and what your value system is. And then to be able to stand strong in that and yeah. to have the confidence that it's okay. You know, it's okay yeah. to choose your own path. That's scary, isn't it? For some, yeah, it can be. We're so conditioned to think that we all have to be alike. Yeah. Yeah, it is. There, There's a lot of stimulus out there. I would like to know how you want to continue forward with this impact that you have to make on the world, because you're your story is incredible. The way that you have such a groundedness about you and um, have this ability to be open and aware and you're very intuitive too. I think that you really can pick up on the energies of others and you have a gift that you are able to provide to anybody who works with you or is in your friend circle in your sphere of influence. But I'm really curious from you what it is that you want to have an impact on the world with how do you want to continue forward and and just the right now like i'm not thinking i'm not telling you to to plan out your life with me kyle but what <laughs> what i'm looking for is just kind of like what is your mission and and what feels honest to you and how you want to make an imprint on this world yeah you're so kind for that thank you um so my mission is very clear nowadays i mean i see it more and more often and that's kind of like this thing that really aggravates me or excites me. And that's the message is never settle for a life that doesn't make your heart come alive. 
So if you want to look at it, it's such a not negative way to say that, um, you know, craft a life that does make your heart come alive. Because just as you mentioned, with all that we can conform, we can settle. And there's so much stimulus in the world to like, we have so many demands of trying to fit in to trying to survive and really just get by and um, meet those demands in life. But, you know, a really fulfilled and heartfelt life comes from just living according to your values and chasing those dreams. And as cliche as it is, we're going to suffer one way or another. We're going to go through some really challenging things, whether it be with a job that you love to death or with a job that doesn't really do anything but pay the bills. We're going to have really challenging parts of relationships um, and just finding yourself. So are you going to do that by settling down and taking the kind of easiest choice to where you know, um, it makes the most sense on paper, or you're going to do it according to something that really gets you excited and gets you pumped up in the morning. So that's my mission is to really just never settle, whether it be in any aspect in life, whatever is important to you. I, I love the picture that you paint there for never settling for a life that's not true to your values and that's not yeah. making your heart come alive. Um, and, and to reevaluate that right from time to time. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. that might change. Like what made your heart come alive a year ago might not make your heart come alive in another year. So it's important to have the guidance along the way to help reevaluate and the tools in the toolbox, so to mm -hmm. speak, to help along the path. Yeah, definitely. I like to say, you know, dreams, they may die, but your heart's always going to be there. Right. So the kind of the details of it, it might change a little bit, it might change a lot, but you know, there's that untouched space within you, within your heart that it's always going to be nudging you. It's always going to be like, okay, you know, do this or don't do that. Like, let's, let's do it. Let's spread some joy into the world. So you have to really be in tune to listen to that. For sure. Um, you mentioned <laughs> now, of course I got to get my wellness coaching bag. Um, you did mention some tactics, um, and kind of some strategies to that. Would it be okay for us to kind of dig into that a little bit? Absolutely. Yes, let's do that. <laughs> um, so one of the key points that I like to give to people is I like to put, use the analogy, like, look, we have glass balls in life and we have rubber balls. Your glass balls are the things that you truly value. And you can just journal the question and just sit in silence and ask yourself, at the end of the day, what's important is blank. And then we can journal that and see what comes up and just keep on repeating that question. You know, what's important to me? What's important 10 years from now? You know, if I was on my deathbed, how do I want to be remembered? How do I want to experience life? So when we get down to it, we can look at those, the glass balls, because if we were to drop those things in life, um, a lot of those things like for our family, um, could be your health. When we drop those glass balls, we can shatter those things, right? And we can put them back together, but it's going to be difficult. There's going to be some patches in them. There are other things in life that are just rubber balls. So we can drop those and it's going to bounce back up pretty easily. You know, those are things like um, just job, our social status, like, you know, I'm still very conscious of how important those things are, but we can always get those things back. The thing that most people confuse is they kind of confuse those glass balls and those rubber balls in life. 
right? <laughs> they have these things that their heart says are very important, which are these glass balls, but then they get in their thinking head and they act from the, the rubber ball place, right? They choose the rubber balls over the glass balls. So that's why I think it's so important to just sit down and do that inner work to see, okay, what are my non-negotiables? What do I really truly value more than anything else in the world? And then crafting a life around those values. I love that picture of the glass balls and the rubber balls. Yeah. So I, I hear a lot of people using the terminology like that they're juggling a lot. And that's what I just visioned when you're talking about the glass balls versus the rubber balls. And a lot of people like to juggle. And if yeah. you start juggling too many balls and you drop them, and then if, if you're working with the glass balls, then they shatter. Yeah. And do you really want to shatter your values or can you shatter the, I don't know, Yeah. the car that doesn't really mean much or the house that's not really all that big of a deal, but like what's in the house and those are the glass balls. And I love that picture. Thank you for sharing that. No, thanks for that input. I never even thought about it like that because that plays no perfectly. I'm going to have to steal that. We are, <laughs> there are a lot of people who say, you know, I'm, I'm balancing a lot right now. Or I'm juggling, juggling a lot. But then you think about the same thing, you know, when is the, kind of the threshold? Is it when the car breaks down or is it when they have a mental breakdown? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Wow. Excellent takeaways. So how do you work with people? Yeah. Um, and are we talking about uh, vision or just kind of on a broader, more general perspective? More on a general perspective. So say somebody um, somebody hears this or somebody links to you and they want to work with you. What is what is working with Kyle look like? Oh, very scary. Very mean. <laughs> <laughs> so intimidating. Um, yeah, something like that. Something like that. So I think just there's so much power and having these conversations. So what we do is we basically just have one-on-one -on -one conversations to you know explore what's meaningful to you um, and really just dial in on the inner work of things. So I, we, we talked about sports earlier. Everybody talks about how important the mental game is. Coaches all across the world are gonna say, yeah, the, the mental game of sports and life, it's so important. We gotta get our mind right. But then if you ask people how often they train that, people say pretty much never. They have no idea what that looks like, <laughs> right? So working with me, um, we do a lot of that kind of inner work. We just have some one-on-one -on -one conversations. We allow the space for you to go deeper and to really um, you know, plant the seed in your head of just doing some of those inner works. And we have some different tools and frameworks that really assist with that. Um, but from there, you know, there are just certain skills um, that we can add to our mental toolkit that I think is really just lays the foundation for what we want in that bigger picture. <laughs> so, um, you know, a lot of people, they kind of get confused that they're going to come in. I'm going to make them run a mile. Um, I'm going to make tell them what to do. I'm going to tell them, hey, you need to be doing this, this and this. You need to think this way. But really, all this is is, is about self-discovery. So I tell people, you know, I help you find the answers for yourself. <laughs> so it's all about that self-discovery, kind of planting the seed in their head, maybe giving them some prompts and then finding out, okay, so how can I make use of this information and what's important to me? So 
there are levels to it, right? Um, we can kind of go, we could talk for days about that and the different toolkits, but to kind of sum it down, that's the analogy I give people is I help people find the answers for themselves. And we do that through powerful conversations. I love it. And do you have a package? Do you do coursework? Yeah, so there are a couple of different things that I offer right now. I offer just the one-on-one -on -one wellness coaching. Um, and then I also offer personal training. So if you are somebody who tends to struggle with habits, sticking with those habits, and you know maybe you're on and off in diets or struggling to have a good relationship with exercise and movement, or just want something, um, a, something more fulfilling in life, that's where our wellness coaching would look like. We have that about eight weeks, usually, um, including a vision session and just kind of an introductory section. And then I also offer personal training, and that is all 100% online, and that is a three-month program. So I, we are not meeting face-to-face -face or even Zoom. I basically give you an overview of the workouts. I write a workout plan for you for three months. I send it your way. I check in constantly to see how those things are going. Um, but you're kind of expected to do a little bit more of the um, work on there rather than just having somebody say, okay, um, check the check your form on your elbows, your shoulder position. Um, we kind of give you some walkthrough videos and then you take it from there. So those are my, my main two packages right now. I'm hoping in the summertime, um, hopefully if some things clear up with the lockdowns and all that, we're going to do a couple kind of in-city retreats. Um, we do some wellness walks to get some people involved and to learn some cool different fun wellness tools. So um, yeah, so, some big things coming up. Um, we just have to find uh, the right IT people <laughs> to, to help with the, the app development and some of those other things. But It sounds like you have a lot of good things in the works. Yeah, some exciting things for sure. For sure. So. Well, you're going to leave it a huge imprint on the world by <laughs> doing the work that you're doing and your energy is contagious. Thank, thank you, Carrie. I, I appreciate like, you. Yeah. I liked, I liked hearing your stories too. Is there anything else that you wanted to touch on or share with us before we wrap up? I, I do not have anything, Carrie. I just want to thank you. Um, I know I'm broken record with this, but I can't give you your flowers enough. And I'm just so happy that our paths have crossed and i really just have this outlet from you just i know you're very genuinely interested in people and helping other people and you're not very set in your ways you're so open you have so many different things in your toolbox and you just really are um just as you mentioned i was in tune you can really pick up on people's energies well so um, I'm just so excited for you and to hear the people that you connect with in the future. I've listened to the first couple of podcasts already and they've been a blast. So um, thank you so much for having me be a part of this. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I'm hoping that, um, that this resonates with a lot of people. I think it will. I think that you're speaking to a large population of people that I might not be able to reach just through your story. Uh, for a variety of reasons, I was not a collegiate athlete. I did not have a ma major life challenge in that way, in that same way. And our stories are different. And that's the beauty of this platform is to be able to share stories and reach people who I otherwise might not be able to reach on my own and bring people yeah. together to network. And, and especially, as you know, during this lockdown situation and the way that the world has shifted in the last year, that human connection piece is the one thing that's been missing the most for the majority of the people that I, I know. And yeah. that's been hard. 
Um, I'm not going to deny that that's been hard for me. And the whole purpose of creating this podcast was so that people could connect. And that's one of the things that throughout my life that's been consistent is that I enjoy connecting the dots. Like I enjoy Mm -hmm. connecting people. And when we're in the midst of a global lockdown where the we're supposed to be isolating and we're supposed to really be, you know, a little bit more um, disconnected than we're used to. It makes that really, really hard. So this speaks to my soul. um, And I look forward to sharing out this message to more people. I would like to just finish up with finding out what it is about you that you feel makes you uncommon And then we need your um, social media platform handles so that people can find you. Mm, What is that makes me uncommon? Oh my gosh. I mean, everything we just shared might, might fit into that, but if you could, if you could define one thing that specifically fits you into this uncommonly made puzzle. Mm, Wow. I got, got to compliment myself a little bit on this one, huh? Um, I would say, (laughs) And that's almost like ducking the question because I think in, in a weird way, what makes me uncommon is that I am 100% authentically myself and there's nothing outright like ever amazingly sexy about that or unique or different. But at the same time, that is what makes it that way. And that's what makes me uncommon is that I'm okay being 100% bold for myself, acting authentically and crafting my life around that um i'll walk away from whatever i'll do whatever my heart is telling me to do so that's what makes me uncommon that's where i'll have to insert the the clapping track yeah yeah for sure for sure i like that um so my handles i am at soul stepping wellness s-o-u-l as in the soul not the soul of your shoe um, stepping s-t-e-p-p-i-n-g wellness um, i'm on instagram and facebook so meet me on there. Um, I try to spice up my videos a little bit. So <laughs> we'll see. Sounds like you're doing what works for you. And that's what's most important. For sure. For sure. Sweet. Well, we will look for you online. And I thank you so much for taking the time to chat. Awesome. Thanks so much, Carrie.